The RPG After Years is part of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Find out more at probablywork.com. For years, the best podcasters from around the world have gathered to review, reminisce, and riff on popular franchises. They've assembled the Earth's mightiest superheroes, traveled to a galaxy far, far away, drank many martinis, shaken, not stirred, witnessed the battle of the Alpha Titan, defended Earthrealm from Outworld, get over here, and other audio adventures. But there were some movies that didn't make the cut. From the creators of Podcasters Assemble comes a movie hype series hosted by a motley crew of talent. All right, well, on that note, I guess I'll go change my colostomy bag because, you know, I'm 80 making a podcast. <laughs> Podcasters Disassemble. Podcasters Assemble is a production of the We Can Make This Work, probably, podcast network. The RPG Years, one-stop shop for all things RPGs. I'm Frost, and um, where's Bill? 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 Bill! Welcome to the RPG Years. As you can probably tell, um, Bill's not with me. Uh, we're hoping to hear from him later. We're having a little scheduling conflict, though, with the recording. So, Anyway, since Bill isn't here, uh, this will be the Frost Show. First time um, interim host, temporary host, well, maybe permanent host. Who knows? Uh, if you don't like what you hear, put it in the Discord. Send me a comment and tell me to get lost, and I'll just do that. Anywho, since this is just me running the show, uh, we're going to have a pretty quick episode. Uh, we got a question in the Discord that we're going to answer. And we're also going to go out to Jay's RPG Club, where we played Final Fantasy VI. 
several months ago. But anyway, we're trying to keep on schedule. So let's start with some show updates. We are into Legend of Dragoon with the Golden Years Club. If you are going to play along with us playing Legend of Dragoon, please plan to arrive in Hoax, Hoax, not sure, by January 28th. If you'd like to submit feedback, you can do so in the Discord. Also that same day, we will begin accepting nominations for the RPG Club. Nominations are open to $5 patrons and up. If you're interested in nominating and voting for the game you'd like to play with us, please go to patreon.com slash RPG years. Now, I have some thoughts on the Chrono Cross review that came out last week, but I'd like to really discuss those with Bill directly. So uh, we'll have to put those off another week. So we got a question in the Discord from Aerobi. And let's take a look at that right now. So Aerobi asks, Does anyone else have a game they fear or dread to play? And as an example, he says, I'm playing Lunar 2 again and never beat it before. And all I could think about while playing is the part where me and a friend got softlocked. We were just under, oh, we were just too underleveled and unable to go back and grind, but I'm dreading that part coming up again. And hopefully that I'm leveling enough. Okay, so um, me personally, uh, I have a couple that I really dread um, ever having to play. And they all have one thing in common, and that's that they are tactical or SRPGs. So I have a kind of a, uh, I don't want to say a a fear, but uh, I definitely have some issues with tactical RPGs. For instance, um, I tried to play Final Fantasy Tactics, and I just couldn't get into it. And then I tried to force myself to play it, and the whole leveling thing just didn't work for me. Uh, triangle strategy I played the demo um, and I really enjoyed the demo but then after a while I lost a battle and the the fact that the punishment in a tactical RPG is you get to do this 45 minute battle again uh, it's just it's too much for me especially at this point in my life Uh, I also tried Disgaea and just bounced right the f off of that so uh, I would say most SRPGs tactical RPGs are um things I dread to play. I would eventually like to play tactics, but uh, I just, I don't know. I just, I'm going to have to force myself at some point. Uh, other games uh, that aren't necessarily RPGs that, I, that I've been dreading. I Last year, I finished Phantom Hourglass, Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass, and there's a, a sequel to that called Spirit Tracks, and I had such an awful time playing Phantom Hourglass that I just don't want to even look at Spirit Tracks. Um, so it's, it's Phantom Hourglass is one of the worst Zelda games. It was a a DS game and it's just, also older games, uh, that I'm sort of dreading to play would be, you know, the classic super difficult ones like ghosts and goblins. Um, but I would also say if I ever am asked to play echo the dolphin again, that won't be happening. Uh, if you're interested in finding out how the first time went, check out the Super Switch Club. How about you, Bill? Are there any particular games that you're dreading having to play? All right, now I hope Bill puts his stuff in here, because otherwise I'm going to sound like an idiot. Insert cricket noises. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, I'm here. I'm here. Don't worry, Frost. <laughs> uh, yes, sorry about the scheduling conflict, as Frost called it earlier. Actually, my daughter just had a vomiting bug, and I didn't sleep for three days. <laughs> I know. I can't believe it. I was just like, oh, we're finally over all these winter bugs. And yeah, no, no, the whale decided, here's one more for you to handle, Bill. Luckily, it was all contained. She's much better now. Uh, so here I am. And yes, oh God, tactical RPGs. I just, I dread <laughs> with a vengeance. I'm surprised. Um, Frost, you're supposed to be here to have opposite opinions to me because I'm not the biggest SRPG fan. But yes, Final Fantasy Tactics, again, I feel that pain. Um, I did kind of force my way through that game, and I can confer that I don't really want to play it again anytime soon. And uh, yeah, other than that, it's just like there are certain like list games I don't really want to play. Like I have to say, playing Final Fantasy VI again for the uh, club, which uh, Frost is going to cover in a bit, is kind. Of, well, I was kind of dreading it, but then I kind of got into Final Fantasy VI. Really, really don't want to play Final Fantasy IV. Um, not because it's a bad game, it's a good game, but I've played it three or four times on two different versions of the game, and just the idea of going back to it, it was also like, I played Final Fantasy 4, and then I got most of the way through playing the After Years, before starting this podcast with Rich, and then playing Dungeon Explorer, and so it's always been like, oh, I just don't really want to play Final Fantasy 4, and I think it's only like six games away on the list as well. Um, also, kind of... Again, not because I've played it before. Persona, like the newer Persona games. I'm just a little bit terrified of the time that those games take to play. So I don't really want to play them. Is that a good reason not to play a game? <laughs> no. Legend of Dragoon's like 60 hours or some shit. But yeah, it's just uh, I'm a little bit scared of Persona 4. Cause I, I mean, again, I've, I think I've said it a few times recently. I don't know why. Uh, I've only ever played Persona 1. I've only ever played like 10 hours of that game. I never finished it. And the newer games look very different to Persona so I'm not sure what to make of those but yeah anyway those are the games I'm kind of dreading anyway I'll let you get back to Frost he's doing a much better job than I normally do <laughs> love you buddy we did get some uh, discord feedback so Kazlo in the discord Kazlo25 frequent contributor says the seventh saga and also beyond the beyond now I understand the dread of the seventh saga it is a excruciatingly grindy game uh but i caslo i think you should check it out i have not tried beyond the beyond uh so i can't comment on that maybe bill can skelly says dota 100 percent. he says i've been clean for like three years which uh got me thinking that i should probably add league of legends uh to my list because i played league of legends for like four five hours a day for like three plus years. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I'm a better person for not doing that anymore. And Mike from Mike's unedited audio only Let's Plays says, I genuinely feel bad that I didn't finish it, but it actively made me feel sad to play by the time August rolled along. But what game is he talking about? Bill, do you have any idea what game he's talking about? Uh, no, not the foggiest, Mike. All right, first reader question in the book. If you would like to ask us a question or have an idea for an episode topic, uh, please do so in the Discord. There's a channel called Episode Topics. There's also a channel called Feedback and Questions. I guess use one of those. All right. Next, we're going to call to order. <laughs> this is 
The uh, Jays RBG Club, this is a side club that was started when a frequent friend of the show, Jay, and Super Switch Club contributor, um, decided he was going to play Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster. So a bunch of us got together and set up a club for that. And so here we are calling to order the first... Uh, the first uh, section of this crazy RPG club that was completed in October. I know we, we already beat the game. Anyway, here we go. All right, everyone. Quiet down. All right. We're here today to bring to order the next session of Jay's RPG club. All in favor? All opposed? And looks like the eyes have it. Then let the RPG club commence! Yes. Segment one. The start of the game through Locke's scenario. Final Fantasy VI is a game near and dear to my heart. It is my first favorite game. It's my favorite SNES game. Um, I purchased this myself uh, with my own money back in 1994. Uh, and for those of you who are complaining about $70 games, it was $84.99 in 1994, which is like uh, in today's economy, uh, $7,000 to play Final Fantasy VI. Uh, but uh, saved up. I bought it. I think we went and bought it at Sears. Uh, we went the night. I think we had to go at night. So we went after school. I was like, all right, I got the money. I'm going to go buy the game. My mom takes me. Go to Sears. I buy it. Get in the car. Immediately tear open the box. I'm reading through the manual. I'm like, can I play it? And she's like, no, it's time for bed. You have school tomorrow. So next morning, I wake up super early. I know I'm not going to get to play it, but I at least got to stick this thing in the SNES and see what this is all about. And let me tell you, that intro with the Mode 7 and the mechs walking through the snow and the music and everything, and I was just completely awestruck when I saw it finally. It was just, to be there in 1994 and see what was happening on the television screen was just something to behold. And I was just completely mesmerized. Um, it was one of my, the most memorable gaming moments of my entire life. and. Um, Fortunately, the rest of the game held up. Um, it's my favorite Final Fantasy, and I'm really excited uh, to uh, to do this club. And um, so, yeah. So let's talk about what happens in this segment. So in this opening segment, uh, we start with Terra as she is under the control of the Empire. And we're invading Narsh because we want to get a hold of the... Uh, Esper that they found. So there's a little bit of uh, background here. We need we need to know what an Esper is, and we're there with Biggs and Wedge or Vix and Wedge, depending on which version of the game you're playing. Uh, and we we go through the town. We're attacking the the towns, trying to defend themselves, and we're just killing people and dogs left and right. We enter the caves. We we eventually work our way through to a sort of a worm slug looking thing, and uh, we take that out. And we march our way up to the mountainside where the Esper is encased in ice. And 
we try to take it um, for the Empire, and it turns out it starts to talk with Terra. Um, it vaporizes or just dimension doors or something, bigs and wedge, so they're gone. Um, and they show up They show up in Final Fantasy VII or wherever uh, after that with Greg. Um, and uh, the Esper tries to reach out to Terra, and it blows off her or blows up her slave crown or whatever, and she collapses. And that is the start of the game. You wake up in a friendly townsperson's house. Um, you have no memory of really very much of who you are or what you're doing there um, because the entire time you had the slave crown on, um, you really weren't producing your own memories. You were being completely controlled. And we get my one of my favorite moments of the game, that moment where Locke just bursts in uh, to to the room and his his score... You know, Locke's theme blares, and it's da na na na. I'll save you the singing. Anyway, I'll just play it right here, and <laughs> and he bursts in, and it's just great. And you meet Locke, so now you have Locke and Terra, and Locke's lines about being a treasure hunter versus a thief, and all that, and it's just it's wonderful. And so that that's the beginning of our adventure, and uh, we go on to escape. The, uh, the townspeople, we meet the Mughals. We have our first uh, sort of three-party battle when we have to use the Mughals to defend Terra and Locke after Terra's been... Um, she falls uh, through uh, the ceiling of some cave into a lower cave, and so we have to use Locke and some Mughals to, to save her. And we, we get the first sense of this, like, oh, we got multiple parties that we got to start juggling in this game. And that so that happens, and... We eventually escape Narsh, and uh, we work our way to Figaro, where we meet Edgar, um, who has absolutely no problems with his character. He's great. And uh, we find out that Edgar is the king of Figaro, and they are actually allied with the Empire. However, Edgar is secretly working for the Resistance, also known as the Returners. And so what happens is uh, Kefka... The oh geez, a lot of stuff here. Do I have to go through every single thing? Bill, cut this if I don't have to go through every single thing. Anyway, uh, Kefka shows up. He is the general, one of the generals of the, the Empire's army, and he, he shows up and he says, oh, "I know the girl's here. Give me the girl." And he's if, Ed, Edgar's like, "Nah, she's not here. Can't. You know, there's a lot of girls here, you know." And uh, <laughs> yep, nothing wrong with Edgar's character. And uh, eventually, Kefka torches Figaro, which you have we think is tough because the whole tile set is brick, but that's fine. So uh, Figaro gets lit on fire. And so what happens is Edgar orders the castle to dive. And this is another one of those, oh shit moments that happens in Final Fantasy VI. We're like, okay, we get out of the castle. We're escaping on Chocobos. That's great. But what's going to happen? Edgar, you're ditching your town. You're the king of this this town. And you're just ditching it. And he's like, no, they'll be fine. And suddenly the castle just... <laughs> dives into the sand and buries itself to put out the fire and i'm just like what just happened a castle literally just disappeared into the sand so uh you make your way to south uh south figaro which is a town um and there you do run into shadow but you really only get you don't really get to talk to him you get a little brief introduction and you hear his awesome theme so that's good uh and you discover that um you need to get, in order to get to the Returner's hideout, you have to go through Mount Colts, Clots, Colts, whatever it's called. 
And um, in doing so, you find out on your way, you, you stop by a little house. I think this isn't, I don't think it's required, but you could stop by a house and it turns out that when you get there, Edgar sees all these very familiar things like, oh, it's his favorite food and oh, these are his, you know, favorite flowers or whatever it is. And um, right, so it's a little touch there, but you you, you get the feeling that there's something going on uh, with Edgar and someone else. Anyway, you cross Mount Colts so you can head to the Returner's hideout and you find out uh, or you meet a man named Vargas, who is the son of the martial arts master, Duncan. Okay. And it turns out that Vargas recently murdered his father out of jealousy because he thought that Duncan was going to pass on his mastership or whatever to someone else. And this someone else was his best pupil, Sabin or Sabine. I don't know what you want to call him. I call him Sabin, whatever. Uh, but Sabin actually shows up and he's like, hey, he was going to pick you. You shouldn't have done this. And Vargas is like, lies, blah, blah, blah. And you end up fighting Vargas and a couple of bears. And now Sabin joins the party. And you find out that Sabin is uh, Edgar's brother. And he's going to join up to help punch the Empire in the face. So uh, you get to the Returner hideout where you meet Bannon, who is the head of the Returners. There's a nice scene here where he asks Terra to join them to fight the Empire. Uh, I think it works really well. And just before you're about to start your plans, uh, someone rushes in and says, Self Figaro has been attacked by the Empire. And then he like dies right there. And uh, so you're like, oh, no, now we have all kinds of problems. So what they decide to do is split up. So Locke is going to go back to South Figaro to see what's going on. Terra, Sabin, Edgar, and Bannon are going to take a raft uh, and they'll use the raft to get back to Narsh so that they could talk to the people in Narsh because the mayor of Narsh is also, he needs to be convinced so that they can talk to the Esper to see if the Esper will help them fight the Empire because these Espers are these, these are your, your summons, your magical deities um, and they think with the help of the Espers they can defeat the Empire. So anyway, um, you end up... Uh, Jumping out the back of the uh, of the hideout onto a raft, and as you go, you're attacked by an octopus, a particularly lecherous octopus named Ultros, and uh, <laughs> he has some of the best flavor decks in any game. And uh, anyway, you end up defeating him, but what happens is he knocks. Sabin, or he doesn't knock Sabin. Sabin jumps in after him, but he gets tossed away. And so Sabin is lost from your party. And so Sabin washes one way down the river. Bannon, Terra, and Edgar go another way down the river. And then Locke is now on his way to South Figaro. And so you get the first point of the game where you have the, a party split. And so now you're given the choice to play as Locke in South Figaro, Edgar, Bannon, and Terra on the raft, or Sabin floating down the river. And so in this uh, in this segment, we are going to do, we did the lock scenario. And so in lock scenario, you go to South Figaro. There's a couple of cool stuff to do there. Um, you end up uh, basically having to get into a, I want to say a dungeon. It's sort of like a dungeon or a jail that's like under a rich man's house. It's kind of weird that it's there. Um, <laughs> but there's a, there's this dungeon under the richest rich man's house. 
and your job is to basically figure out what's going on, what are the Empire's plans, and so you have to work your way around the town, but the town is completely... But the town is completely crawling with Empire soldiers, so you can't just walk wherever you want to walk, and some of them are in Magitek armors. You can't even fight your way through those situations. You'll just end up getting killed. So you have to kind of sneak your way, uh, and there's a number of different ways to get to the other side of town or to the place you need to go. Uh, You can knock out a soldier and take a soldier's uniform. You can knock out a merchant and take the merchant's clothes and then use the secret merchant tunnels to get there. And so, however, you get to the rich, uh, the rich man's house. You get a, you read a letter there, and the letter says basically that the empire is going to attack Narsh, and so now Locke has to get out of there and get back to the Returners, which, uh, and let them know that Narsh is going to be attacked. And on the way, as you're you're kind of going through this uh, this dungeon under the house, uh, you see that a woman has been tied up and is. If you're playing the older version, she's being beaten. But in the Pixel Remaster, uh, she's not. And um, and uh, basically, the guard says, ah, knocks her out. And he's like, I'm going to take a nap. And so um, Locke will sneak in, takes the key from the guard, unlocks her um, her chains. And he discovers that this is General Celis, who uh, was the Empire, one of the Empire's top generals. And we're not sure exactly why she's here. Um, we just know that um, that the Empire must must be pissed at her for some reason. So anyway, Celis joins your party, and you escape Narsh. Sorry, and you escape South Figaro. You go through a tunnel, and you have to fight one of the Empire's uh, war machines called Tunnel Armor, where you learn basically that Celis' special ability is this thing called Runic, which will absorb magic spells, so it's particularly useful against the Tunnel Armor. And then when you come out the other side, you walk up to Narsh, and the scenario ends before you enter, because now it is time to choose between what's going on with Sabin or what's going on with Terra Lock and Bannon. So, um, yeah, that's the whole segment. Um, it's a great segment of gameplay. Uh, really enjoy the sound, the, mu- you know, the music, the visuals are great. Um, especially play on the Pixel Remaster. I think they did an excellent job with the visuals. And I will say this is one of the few Pixel Remasters that I actually enjoy the changes they made to the soundtrack. Um, the original SNES one is great, but it did it does lend itself to being sort of filled out by an orchestra. Whereas I think with the NES ones, you know, Final Fantasy 1, 2, um, there's a simplicity in those arrangements that I think works better. Uh, on the NES, uh, maybe not better, but I think they tend to over-orchestrate those. Anyway, we're not talking about that right now. So, um, yeah, so overall, great segment. Really enjoyed it. Uh, Let's see what we have for feedback. So first up, we have (laughs) Gasaraki, or Gary, as uh, Bill calls him. I have been playing the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster Collection with a couple others on Discord. Some of these are the first time I have played them, including FF6. So far, I'm really enjoying the game. I like the start of the story. Magic is no more, and they are relying on machines. The Magitek are pretty cool mech-type thing, also. I love that the funny character reactions are back. I think they were first introduced in FF5, but I could be wrong. I look forward to finding out why so many think FF6 is the best FF game out there, and wrapping up the FF Pixel Remaster Collection. Also, stealing people's clothes with Locke was hilarious. 
Yeah, good points there. Um, I agree that stealing clothes with Locke is hilarious because it shows <laughs> a nude or a, almost nude sprite <laughs> from the from the person you steal their clothes from on the other side. It's pretty funny. Um, also, yeah, that whole thing about magic being gone for a thousand years and relying on machines is uh, that that's a really cool aspect of this as well. Next, we have JS, the leader of this motley crew. Excited to be playing my favorite RPG of all time with friends on the Discord, especially now that I'm finally playing the Pixel Remaster version. This first segment is a little light on things I love about the game, but there are still some highlights. Defending Terra with three groups of Moogles. Edgar being a lecherous perv. I'm not sure I caught that. I think there's nothing wrong with Edgar's character. The Vargas fight being a tutorial for Blitz, which, by the way, Blitzes are much easier to input in the Pixel Remaster. Yes, I agree. Um, if you screw up, it tells you before you enter the command. <laughs> and there's also auto battles, so you don't have to do it all the, over and over and over again. That's one thing about playing on the SNES is you'd enter the command and hit go. And if you didn't do it, you had no idea it wasn't going to work. And that could be uh, a big problem during a boss fight. Ultros, who is my favorite recurring boss in the series. He's Gilgamesh 2.0. Yep, Ultros is great. He does show up in several other games. Uh, having to beat up merchants and steal their clothes to sneak around South Figaro's lock scenario. Yep. This game does so many things and does them well. Thank you, Jay. Um, we have Disa. Disa says, such an incredible intro to a game. I can watch it over and over and over. The music is, of course, absolutely incredible. Gameplay-wise, though, this segment is probably one of the less exciting ones, but it's still fun. The intro, though. The intro. Yes. Yes, Disa. The intro. Tin Smasher, really enjoying the updated translation of the GBA version. Okay, so he's playing the GBA version. I've also played that. It's excellent. Uh, I'm glad I went through the effort to try to find this version. Excited to see how it continues. All right. And we also have some recorded feedback from Mike, from Mike's unedited audio-only Let's Plays. So I think we can all agree that the Mode 7 intro with the Magitek armor trekking through the snow is possibly one of the greatest visuals in gaming. Kinda glad my handheld died so I could watch it twice. Locke's scenario is the lamest out of the three, but it opposed still fine. In the pony version, you need a relic so that you have Mug, as the replacement for Locke is a soldier pony who uses Edgar's tools command. This made getting the costumes that much worse, as I would keep accidentally doing a murder. Early dungeons are a bit meh, but Therapa's not a lot of them. Defending Baron Zakora can choke on a big one. Ultro slash main Ayak will always be an excellent boss fight with all the custom dialogue. Kefka slash Discord hasn't a pause gone full dickhead yet, but that starts next section. The fuck was that? All right, well, <laughs> Bill, if you have anything to add, I'll let you wrap this one up. But, uh, yep, <laughs> thank you for joining us in crazy, uh, Jay's, uh, Jesus, what did I just listen to? <laughs> yes, not not got too much to add. Did a fantastic job there, Frost. Um, I'm really... I mean, I did play through this first segment. I did it twice, uh, just to explain Mike's feedback there <laughs> and why I did it twice. Um, me and Mike found a ROM hack of the game called uh, Philly Fantasy Six which is a full remake of the original game, 
where they've replaced all the character sprites with sprite work from My Little Pony and changed all the dialogue to fit in with the My Little Pony world lore. And it was just like the craziest thing. And it's the sort of thing that I absolutely love. Like, it's so ridiculously stupid. But, like, someone has gone through and lovingly put in so much effort. Like, enemy sprites have been changed. Character sprites have been changed. Moves have been changed. Move animations have been changed. <laughs> and it's just like... But it's all with, like, the original SDS, And it still sort of follows the same way. And, yeah, that's why... That's why we just had Rainbow Sparkle, a.k.a. Mike, <laughs> give us some feedback on Philly Fantasy VI. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I really I really enjoyed the first segment. Unfortunately, that's where my run kind of died. Um, again, I've played Final Fantasy VI dozens of times. If I if I can somehow squeeze it in between Legend of Dragoon, uh, Yeast 4, which for some reason I'm playing, and, um, and then whatever the next RPG game is, I will try and keep up with this club for when me and Frost released episodes on it. But yeah, we'll see how that goes. <clears throat> but anyway, yes, sorry it's been a bit of a mishmash episode. Frost, you did an amazing job on the RPG Club. And yeah, don't worry, the whole point of the RPG Club is to go into these little segments into lots of detail. So go go as deep as you want, mate. If you want to go into some sort of weird, crazy fan theory about you know why Terra started an orphanage, you go for it, my friend. Anyway, guys, I've been Bill. This has been the RPG Years. And um, yeah, please... Carry on listening. <laughs> Frost, you're being amazing. Love you all. Bye. has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.